all those stories of, well, I got fired and it turned out to be the best thing ever, or this happened and it was a blessing in disguise. We talk about that as if they're like these mad, it's like magical lore, right? And it's, it's not magical lore. It's just the, like a law of physics that after something happens, you get to do other things. <laughs> so just take a step and then you will figure it out. Welcome back to the Balance Boldly show for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, here to make sure you move from that space of just barely surviving your mediocre relationships, the challenges that are going on at work, imposter syndrome and burnout, all the things that are keeping you at a smaller part of yourself so you can play bigger and thrive in work life and in love. Here we are. This is 2021. We're a couple of weeks in and a whole lot more of awesomeness to experience to make up for all of the interesting moments that 2020 brought us. For many of you, all of you actually, you dealt with a global pandemic, me included, a lot of social unrest, some unfortunate political nightmarishness that was happening with poor leadership, at least in the United States of America, and all the things that we can think of that we have talked about on this show. And although things are not exactly how we would like them to be, this is a new day. It's a new slate. It's a new opportunity to be better. And in order to do that, we have to make sure that we're embracing different ways to move through this new era of our lives, our businesses, and our love, quite honestly, if you want to look at all the things. I know a lot of you got divorced last year, too. As soon as those courts opened, you were like, hey, I don't like how he swallowed. He swallowed too loud. I don't like how she's walking around here being too comfortable in these big mama draws when she used to wear a nice cute thong or some boy shorts with me. Like, all the things. Like, I know it. I get it. I got calls about it. And I'm grateful that some of you were able to hash it out and make things work, starting with you. And I know that some of you also decided to not only pivot in those relationships, but pivot in your work, right? Your careers, your businesses, the divisions or projects and services that you were creating. But in order for you to do that successfully, there had to be some steps that were crucial to your success which is all about what we're doing here today for season 23, which is why, mm, 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 did y'all break out the maracas? Da, 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 da. I would do it, but I don't want the editor to be like, why is she Why is she doing that in my ear? Um, this is why I get to bring to you this amazing woman. We've already connected so vibrationally that I feel like she is a sister from another mister. And you know, my daddy was a Rolling Stone, so she might actually be related. I'm going to ask her who her papa is when we get done this episode. Trust me. Um, Gary Webster? Hmm? Calling Gary Webster? Okay. Um, I'm bringing to you today Jody Hume. She provides on-call decision support and facilitates leadership conversations for startup founders and entrepreneurs and the executive teams. She has an amazing amount of experience. We're talking nearly two decades of making sure that you move the needle forward, but do it in an efficient way at full capacity of yourself. After a 15-year career as COO of a growing architectural firm, she spent the last decade plus facilitating all these complex conversations, helping others like you and me navigate the growth and the uncertainty. Can you say she is necessary? Hashtag that. Everything that she's doing is super necessary. And if 2020 didn't tell you, 
how necessary she is, I don't know what to say. You might want to tune into a different podcast. But if you're staying with us to go and, and grow with us, then you will welcome Jody with me right now. Welcome to the Balance Boldly Podcast, Mama. How are oh, you? I am doing great. Thank you. It's the best way to start any day, I've decided. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. And I would love for you to share just a little bit about what pulls you forth in the world in your work every day so they can get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, I was, I was, I spent 15, 17 years with that architecture firm and, and doing lots of things that I loved. And one of those things was facilitating the leadership team conversations. I, I, I just, I had the very fortunate opportunity kind of fall in my lap of getting to do that from right out of college, just because I was in the meetings. Now, nobody asked me to facilitate those meetings. <laughs> it's just, you know, a friend of mine says, whatever, you know, the thing you're put on the planet to do is what you can't not do. Yeah. And I didn't even know facilitation was a thing at that point. So mm. fast forward a bunch of years, um, as because we, we grew that firm from about eight people to like close to 60 people. So I got to see a lot of different shapes and sizes of, yes. of actually close to 50, sorry. They're close to 60 now, but um, so lots of shapes and sizes of the businesses it grew, but there was something, as you said, pulling me in another direction. Like the gum was losing its flavor a little bit. And so I started, I took some official classes in facilitation and coaching and I started this business on the side mm -hmm. and I did that for a number of years. And that work was very, it was much closer to what felt like the work that I was meant to do in the world. And so for many years, I did a, a blur of business and life coaching and facilitation and whatnot. But starting about, I would say, probably around 2013, mm -hmm. there was something else. There was like a different kind of itch I needed to scratch with, with that, that I couldn't quite put my finger on. And yeah. I still don't have the best words for it, but the decision support is the closest thing to it because here's the distinction coaching to me is is you're you're at point a and you want to get to point b and someone's going to help you along the way to get there step by step by step and i just found that so many people needed something closer to like navigational support they needed in the moment on call bounce a thing off somebody to to diagnose and triage whether they're even trying to solve the right problem mm -hmm. because and so all of this kind of came into this um almost cannibalistic perspective where <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people don't need a coach or a mm -hmm, consultant mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. a therapist. Right. They just need someone to bounce a thing off of someone mm -hmm. who can hear in between the lines to see whether they're dragging their feet because down deep, they know it's a really good decision or sorry, sorry down deep, they know it's a really bad decision. Yeah. Are they dragging their feet because down deep, they know it's a really good decision, but that is just scary as all get out. And so they're like, ah, mm -hmm. or, or are they exhausted and they just can't decide between, as I always joke, you wouldn't decide between a hamburger and a cheeseburger right now because you're done. Or they're, they're dealing with a completely wrong problem because they're trying to avoid a hard conversation or this. So that diagnostic first step, let's make sure you're on the right problem, is now a great portion of what I do. And to layer into that, the, the other layer that really speaks to me in a deeply passionate way is starts with a Seth Godin quote that says, if there's a, if there is a problem that you can't talk about, mm -hmm. now you have two problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that ridiculous platitude of it's lonely at the top, I fundamentally believe is one of the most toxic and terrible things that ever got made up about anything. I, agree. I believe fundamentally that 
that the whole it takes a village thing applies to way more than parenting. I think it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a business. It Come takes on. A village to become a human that you want to be. And so having some place for your conversations to go is 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 what drives me forward every single day. I love no, no conversation I, left behind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm listening to you and I'm like, you're like urgent care for yes. business owners. Oh, I am writing that down. <laughs> I only want 0.001% of the first million that comes out of that, right? Yeah, um, urgent care. I don't need every single, there's such weight people have to like, I'm going to hire a coach and it's this big decision. It has to be the right one or I'm going to find a therapist. And then if it's not the right one, you have to break up with them. And it's all, it's just, it's too much. And people just need navigational support. Absolutely. I totally agree. Cause you know, the, the point of a therapist is to deal with the rooted dysfunction, right? So we got to stay where you are, meet you in the moment, help you process at the pace that you can handle. And coaching is a lot more, you know, pushing forward, right? Questioning your questions, kind of helping you pull along a little bit more, but there's still that space in between like, well, what happens at four o'clock in the afternoon when my coaching session isn't for another two weeks, my therapist session was last week. Uh, And right now I'm on the road and I'm at the fourth of the road, if you want to be visual and I need to go left or right, but I'm in my head a little bit and I can't get either one of those two quote unquote pillars of my support on the phone because it's out of sync with our service agreement. Right, right. And and the funny thing was, in my service agreement, I told people, and I would say it a thousand times, call me in between, email me, text me, whatever. I'll decide. I'll take care of my time boundaries. You let me know when you have an issue. And they never would. They wouldn't do it because they, they you know, all the stories, whatever, yes. got in the way. So I took away the scheduled appointments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was why I redid the, redid the model and I made it completely on call. And we, I will have like quarterly check-ins or something, but I, I, I realized that you had to take away the perception that, oh, my talk with her is next Tuesday at three mm-hmm. in order for people to text or email me when the issue is hot and when it is actually alive because you can't help a week later. Yeah. And so that really got to the bottom. And then what was fascinating was originally that was more around getting to the bottom of like hot pressing issues as they happened. But as I made space for conversations that didn't have anywhere to go, all these other kinds of conversations started coming around the campfire. And it's just fascinating. You know, I have one client who has a fantastic leadership team, but she was taking every, and she relies on them heavily. They, they function as a really well-oiled leadership team, which I think is just, it's another part of that. It takes a village. Having a really high-functioning leadership team is a yes, problem for a company. She has that, but she was taking to them every single conversation she had and uh-huh. sometimes that was just a little bit too much like up That's and down, taxing. You know? yeah having a maybe we have to burn it all down kind of day they don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to hear that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. or if she needed to rant about something or if she was frustrated or if she was just in a rut i mean business depression is a thing you know mm-hmm. where you're kind of not having it and it's the gum has lost its flavor and to get to the bottom of whether that is actually substantive or just an issue of depletion or something else or or a like growing want to shift in another direction, which exactly. is those all feel the same. They're all they all have the same symptom. Mm-hmm. Get down to what's actually happening there requires somebody else to ask some curious questions. And it probably shouldn't be your leadership team who might freak out. Or or if your spouse has a high level of need for certainty. 
some of those conversations can't go. I, I have some clients who I had a, a woman call me and she said, oh my God, I, she's in one of the groups. I have roundtables. There's another mm -hmm. way to solve this problem. So I, I host these roundtables and she's in one. And she reached out to me. She said, oh my God, I think we're going to have to start doing one-on-one -on -one work. I ju we just did a friends and family round for our startup. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. uh, she goes, and I just realized that literally, she goes, I'm a verbal processor. And I just realized that literally everyone that I talk things through with, including my own husband, is now an investor. Mm. I know that my husband will want to have just husband conversations with me, but I know that he's an investor. And so now I don't feel comfortable having some conversations with him because I'm just aware of his yeah. stake in the game, his literal stake in the game. And so there's a million reasons and that there are conversations that don't have anywhere to go. And I just, it feels really important to me. <laughs> no, it is. And, and I totally relate to it. It's one of the reasons I say balance and relationship advisor, even though coaching is a part, my clinical tools is a part, strategy is a part, but I show up as an advisor for the same reason that you're like decision support, because I want to help you navigate. And being able to distinguish it, not only by title, but the way you so beautifully laid that out. Like, listen, I get that there are pockets and places where people can show up in conversation. I also understand that there's a kind of crucialness to the time aspect of being able to get connected mm -hmm. with someone who will unbiasedly support them in making the best decision, not because you're getting and you're not getting anything out of whether they go left or go right. Yeah, right. I have no horse in the race. <laughs> and that matters versus even in the case of that example with the husband, he is an investor. He's also the husband. So if she's sharing something that he feels makes her more vulnerable than he's comfortable with other people knowing about, he may try to tame that, that portion of the comment, like, Oh no, no, no. I'm gonna call her Luann. Luann don't share that information with them and it, it could be right it could be wrong but he's in a protective headspace at yeah. that point yeah um, and and i can't do that for my people you know we all have these it, it, to me it's like watching someone else parallel park a car you can just yes. really be able to say like dude you were about to hit the curb or actually even a lot of the times it's actually you have like six feet back there just hit the gas you got plenty of room you're nowhere near hitting anything, just go yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so much uncertainty in entrepreneurship, more so than there has ever been in history. But even before the pandemic, there was tons of uncertainty. And being able to navigate is, is there is no map. I guess that's the point that yeah. you know, entrepreneurship or leading anything by definition, yeah. by definition, if you are leading something, there is not a map. There's not a person yeah. in front of you who can tell you exactly where to step. That would be following. So right. if you are leading anything, then you don't need a map. You need orienting skills. You need, you need ways to just take action and then decide. Because, I, I, you know, I lead with the decision support because I think people are so aware of, of indecisiveness or spinning their wheels. Um, you know, those who are decisive then suffer from second guessing. But that's mm -hmm. a whole other. <laughs> you mm -hmm. kind of have to trade one for the other. But um that 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 paralysis. I mean, I really saw it in the first months of the pandemic. Yes, I'm pretty certain I heard from every client I've ever had ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just everyone desperate to find some solidity to take a step on and some sort of some sort of certainty. And there just wasn't any. Like no one has ever had to make those decisions before in mm -hmm. our, you know, in, in recorded time anyway. Yeah. And so in a weird way, 
I'm slightly pleased mm -hmm. that that you know there's been a little bit of loosening of this perception that there's like a right step forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are definitely wrong decisions in the world, trust oh, me, or, yeah. or like worse than other decisions. But I think the really fascinating thing to me is that this perception that like you make a decision and then your entire life or everything else is going to play out and you get dumped out at the other side. And that's just not the way it works. You make it's a decision and then you have more decisions. To yeah. Make. No, I think you're making a valuable point because we all like, you You know, you're in the business world too. So you hear, and I use these words too, like blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. Like here's a blueprint. Like I have a blueprint for happy marriages while you're sure. growing your bustling six and seven figure business. And the blueprint is when I'm honest with people, which I always am, I'm like the blueprint are the frames of kind of staple decisions that you want to include. Like, no, you're not going to necessarily keep your husband if you are crushing his spirit every day. So the blueprint is don't crush his spirit, right? right. But it's not right, right, right. at 8 a.m. Don't crush his spirit, right? right. Like versus yes. 10 versus 12. And uh, some people can't handle that, which I know you and I were talking offline about just knowing when your clients are your clients and when they're not. You're not made for everyone because if you don't mm -hmm. understand that my philosophy around a blueprint and those steps, like crucial to your success, kind of like the theme of what we're talking about today, are here are these kind of anchor points, milestones that we want to make sure we include, but I'm not dictating the order. If you don't get that and you're like, no, Nikita, I need you to tell me from 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. like how to handle this. I'm not the person. So it's yeah. also knowing where you fit best, right? Oh, oh my goodness. That was a, I mean, I definitely, definitely learned that lesson the really hard way early yeah. on in my business. But I, I, there was, I can tell you exactly the turning point. I was being interviewed by this foundation for a, um, a long, it was one of the bigger projects. I, mm -hmm. I don't do a ton of the bigger projects anymore, but it was a bigger project that would have been like a year long engagement with this foundation to kind of guide, like walk them through this thing. And they were interviewing me in person. And because they, you know, I'd gotten that far in it and they were, they were asking me all these questions. And I finally just paused and I said, I, I am getting the feeling that you were really wanting me to tell you that I have this exacting process that, you know, in the first month we're going to do this. And then months two through three, this will happen and it will look this way and we'll do this. I said, is, am I, is that what I'm picking up? Because they kept asking me the same question. They said, yeah, that's, that's what we're asking. I said, then I am not your girl. <laughs> that is, um, it, it's and and that because I used to I used to actually feel um, almost not not insecure not self conscious but I felt like I was supposed to have that the, the answer was supposed to have a process yeah. because because on the other hand because I feel like it makes it sound like I'm saying like oh I'll just you know we'll just pull it out of wherever you know <laughs> and it's not that it's that yeah. I don't I know and at that point that was where for me it switched into more of like a wisdom thing mm -hmm. where I don't believe you can actually I think actually something is lost if you lay out this exacting process and it doesn't have room to incorporate what shows up and what is real um, and and what is actually most important in the moment. I feel the same way about facilitation. You know, if you read like guides about what good facilitators do, people are like, oh, stay to the agenda. I'm like, well, usually, probably, possibly something like, yes, staying to the agenda and not going down rabbit holes, definitely important, unless that rabbit hole is actually more important. The thing that comes up is sometimes more important than what you thought you were going to spend the day doing. And usually you should not move on to the next thing until that is resolved. It's addressed. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing to balance. Um, but yeah, knowing what's not for you is 
probably one of the most important things I think. I a thousand percent. I always say I would rather you say I don't. I know what I don't want to do, even if you can't figure out what you what it is that you really want to do in the world. Because at least I know what we're not going to touch. It gives me some some scope of you know where to where to not go if if anything else. I am. Some people are additive planners. Some people are reductive planners. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's more like scope. I don't. I'm really good at seeing infinite possibilities. So I'm not great at saying, here's exactly where I'm headed. I am a, okay, not that, not that. And to me, it feels more like the way sculpture, well, sculpture of like a big, you know, where you take a huge rock or stone or whatever, and you're, you're like, okay, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want right. that. And you get down to what it is yeah. versus like building from what you know. And, and it's also some of what you do want it to be, but both things are really, really valuable too. Because... I love that visual though of sculpting because yeah. sometimes the sculptor doesn't know where they're going with it until they started the chiseling process and the idea is coming to them in the moment. Yeah, that's the only way I, personally, that's the only way I can create is by eliminating not that's. And the other metaphor that works really well in my mind is, you know, you're kind of wandering through the forest. There's two here, actually. One is sort of like picking up these breadcrumbs of, mm -hmm. of what works, what doesn't work. Or it's almost like finding puzzle pieces, uh, but you don't know what's on the top of the box. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I know that this is a corner piece. Or like, maybe this is an edge piece. You're like, this one, I'm pretty sure belongs in this puzzle, but I'm not 100%. I'll stick it over here for a minute. Mm -hmm. And you slowly start to form the picture and realize what goes in this puzzle. Maybe there is a puzzle piece in there that's from some other puzzle that you can get rid of. <laughs> but but that um, navigational collection of what matters and what doesn't matter is is I fundamentally believe the only way to get where you want in business because yeah. the landscape's constantly changing, constantly. Mm -hmm. Like more than ever before. More than now. ever before. That, oh my God, you gave me so many visuals that, and I'm one of those infinite thinkers too. So I'm going to bring myself <laughs> into the of what was, what was something that you felt if you didn't have it happen? So we won't call it a step. We'll call mm -hmm. it a, a thing, a lesson, a bless, a blessed lesson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you didn't have that happen, you wouldn't necessarily be in this space of wisdom and understanding for the 2021 version of Jody right now. Like what, what's that one thing? And it could have been 20 years ago. It could have been two seconds ago. Like what's that thing that you feel like was really crucial for you? So I can think of several things that are that are really important because there was nothing that I about my life that I planned exactly. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. thought I had plans, but then none of those actually happened that way. And, <laughs> and in fact, <laughs> there's nothing that I get paid to do now that I actually even knew existed until I was like 32, 31, 32, something like that. So I couldn't have plotted my course in this direction early on, even if I even tried. tried. <laughs> so there's that. But there is a huge portion of what I do that literally goes back to my earliest memories of, you know, being five, well, I have a few earlier memories than this, but five, six, seven, eight years old, my mom wrapped me into very big conversations and decisions that she was having from a very early age, which I've had someone say like, that's not, that was probably not appropriate. I'm like, I don't care because <laughs> I, I, from a, I remember very early on her talking about things in her life and me just having this almost visual, I guess it's like my version of I see dead people of mm -hmm. separating the fact 
of a thing. Like there would always be this raw nugget of a fact in a, something that was like all swirly for her. But then there would also be these kind of like fictions and fears and stories and assumptions and or or like jumping down eight more steps down a thing when when really there's only this first thing that you have to deal with, you know, kind of yeah. catastrophizing the next thing and separating those um, and and sort of helping her diagnostically untangle those things is something that I've like if had I not had that experience, um, I don't. And she says I had that experience because I was just always that way. So who knows, chicken egg, <laughs> whatever. But but that really set me up for at least it feels like it set me up to be doing a lot of the work that I've been doing. Yeah. But I will also say there's like this glitch in my operating system that to some people might look like some sort of like confidence or something, but I will mm -hmm. tell you that is not where it stems from. It became that because mm -hmm. of this goofy thing. But I, I remember in third grade, the teacher held up this like mimeograph. Do you remember mimeographs? I the do. purple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to someone the other day and they're like, what is that? I was like, oh, God, I feel <laughs> it's a made up word. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she said, does anybody know how to use the mimeograph machine? And I was like, I do. And she handed it to me, she's like, I need 20 copies of this. And I walked into the teachers and I can tell you, like, I can tell you the way the room smelled, where I was standing, where I suddenly had this like, I, I, I come to moment where I, I don't know how, like, I know nothing about Mimi. I don't even know which machine is the mimeograph machine. I don't know anything about this. And I've done that throughout my life. Where I'm like, oh, here, I'll do that. Like this weird burst of faux confidence that I know how to do something that I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. But then I am in the moment where at that point, mm -hmm. <laughs> I am more mortified by going back in and saying, actually, I don't know, which one I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that was scarier. And so I figured it out. Mm -hmm. and, and so, but what's fascinating about that is because early in my life, I did that a lot. I think that's why I have such a good sense of the fact that right on the other side of something, even if it is a bad decision, I mean, technically, if you blow that up to like an adult size level thing, pretending you know how to do something you don't do is is not exactly good. But I learned that there's a lot of things I can just figure out and not just me. There's a lot of things we figure out when you have to. And when you don't want to go back and look like an idiot doing something, and that then breeds confidence when you just take action and trust that you will figure it out, that you're resourceful enough and creative enough and smart enough to figure it out. And because of that, you know, I, I think that's where I got this innate sense that I use every single day where when someone says all those stories of, well, I got fired and it turned out to be the best thing ever, or this happened and it was a blessing in disguise. We talk about that as if they're like these mad, it's like magical lore, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we it's, do. It's not magical lore. It's just the, like a law of physics that after something happens, you get to do other things. Exactly. <laughs> so just take a step and then you will figure it out. So those are the I love I that you put this magical interpretation on initiative. Mm -hmm. Because you take you were taking initiative, right? Like I, I that's a lovely word for it. <laughs> <laughs> like packaging it. Right? Honestly, in the in the moment, I, if I really had to be honest, I probably just wanted to be special. Like I was probably like, I'm the special kid who knows how to use that. I mean, that's probably what was behind it. Doesn't matter because it got me where I should be. But it's very funny. It rolled you. It rolled you forward. And I mean, when you think about everyone that you've ever met that 
is the I don't even want to say young because it's ageism, right? But like the spunky new person in the room that's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And you looking at him or her like, okay, like we'll see how it goes. And they do come back and they have gotten it done. Yep. But they probably were doing exactly what you're doing. And partially because it's a little bit of, you know, affirmation from affirming from other people in the room. Like, oh, okay, Jody, All right. Okay, Nikita. Like, all right. And then there's that other part of, you know what? How else am I going to be seen if I don't stand up and absolutely right? Absolutely. Now I, no I don't way. know that I would I would use that like oh I can do brain surgery. You know, obviously, <laughs> I, I wouldn't advise you sort of. <laughs> there are some boundaries to the safety of that, but there are just so many. We spent you know we waste so much time like getting ready to be ready and figuring it out ahead of time and and you know at the end of the day life is short and you know wasting time getting ready you know so I was really blessed with sort of an accidental jump into things. <laughs> I, I love that you're a jumper. And I, I feel like there's something more to that getting ready to be ready, which that might, that's like, there's a whole nother episode. Oh, just for sure. That yeah. It's a, there, it's a, it's a, it's a quicksand pit of mm-hmm. not goodness. Don't I know it. Ask me how <laughs> I know. No, don't ask me. <laughs> So Jody, tell everyone how you give yourself permission to pause. Oh, I love this question. So uh, I don't actually even think about it as permission. Um, I I think of it as a like a fundamental strategic. Like even imagining it as permission then makes it seem like an indulgence. And I I actually think that it's so hard. I mean, I, I say this like I'm some sort of wise oracle or something. It's definitely the advice I give all the time. It is the hardest thing ever. But I do have, I actually have a a little thing on my little sticky that kind of reminds myself of it because when I feel like the last thing I can do is take a pause and, and whether that's a relaxing pause or like a refueling pause or just renewal pause or just pause long enough to get clear on what needs to be done to take stock on what the thing is, is if I am in that like frenzied, the bad kind of hustle, frenzy, that I know in some like really far back wisdom that I try to reach for that the smartest thing you can do is pause and, or do something that's renewed. And I will tell you a super quick story. I actually saw it happen. I have like almost, almost quantitative evidence of, of this mm-hmm. because a couple of weeks ago we took a week long vacation, which was really just being somewhere else. And then um, we came back and I worked on Monday but I just didn't get my, my tank did not get refueled by this vacation. It was shorter than we needed. Worked on Monday. On Tuesday, a friend asked me to go on a hike. And I thought, I can't take like a half morning. I have stuff I have to do. I'm behind. I was just on vacation. I went on the hike. It was a three-hour hike. Mm-hmm. And here's what's really funny. I love taking pictures. I take, especially nature pictures. I love like really cool intricacies of wood designs and stuff. The first half of the hike, there are two pictures. And both of them are like the most obligatory like snap a picture of the forest, kind of like there's nothing interesting about them whatsoever. About halfway through, I started taking a few pictures and the last, I'd say third-ish of the hike, I took like 50 pictures and they are some of the most gorgeous, cool, interesting kind of thing. And when I got, and of course I didn't realize that happening at the time at all, but I got home and I was looking at my camera roll and I thought, holy cow, 
I literally have evidence of this like crumpled up piece of paper of my brain mm-hmm. slowly unfolding and relaxing back into its natural shape. Yes. And for the next three or four days, I killed it. I had yes. so much like creativity and productivity and energy and clarity. And I thought, wow, I wish I could have recorded this like <laughs> so you could see it happen live. But it is not it's not even a self-care thing. It is like the smartest business decision you can make. I agree. That's what I distinguish as self-love. That's mm-hmm. loving you, which is yeah. so much more important than some of the tactical things oh, yeah. that we think. But I feel like you did record that. Like you have I, pictures I that yeah. you technically, if you wanted to throw that bad boy in a PowerPoint and walk someone through exactly. the stages. Exactly. And there's so much neuroscience that backs up. I mean, this is this is not just some woo-woo theoretical thing. The neuroscience basically, compared to how we choose to believe it, is I equate it to kind of like we're insisting that the world is flat and science is telling us it's not. The value of what your brain needs and how much rest and renewal your brain needs is not disputed by science, but we just really don't want to believe it for some reason. We're, we're a little bit slow. And it's funny that you said that because I feel like science is starting to learn how powerful the woo-woo is mm-hmm. and how much truth it is to intuition. Because your intuition is what led you to say, I really want to help give people decision support, right? Like, I don't want to go with the language of coaching and blah, 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 like all the things. Like, my intuition is telling me they need to not be anchored to a weekly appointment or bi-weekly, whatever the case is. My intuition is leaving. That, listen, mama. Like, intuition could be a whole nother episode. We yeah. <laughs> That's Girl, a favorite right, topic me, of mine. Let me bring this thing because you and I, we already discovered before we got started, like, you guys listen to and don't know that we were like, wait a minute. This is going to be like a five-hour, seven-part series if we don't. Because we were already vibing. It was like, oh, yeah, I guess we should record this. Um, so... You are amazing. Tell everyone how they can connect with you. Right. The, the best way to find me is at leadingclarity.com. And there you will find a couple of different things. There's there's a link to my website. There's also a link to this weekly show I do with my co-host called So Here's My Story. And um, so you can find both those things there. And then also exclusively for listeners for these when I do interviews, I'm offering a thing. This is pretty new. Um because I believe so much in those conversations of having a place for conversations to go, you can actually schedule a 20 minute call with me. And I want to be super clear. This is not only is this not a sales call, but I will not discuss sales with you. If you want to talk to me about being in one of my groups or working with me, we will schedule another time for that. That is Mm -hmm. not what this is for. So you don't have to, I know I get angsty about free calls. I'm like, Oh, they're going to sell me. This is not that this is just 20 minutes for you to have some time to talk about something that you don't have something else, someplace else for it to go. And maybe also brainstorm who you can use in your life for that. So that that's not the case. I love that you give that way. And that, that's how you grow, right? Like not, not just in gratitude. And I love but, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, you vibe higher when you do more of what you love. It's true. It's true. I love that. You are such a blessing. You were such a gift today. I value and honor your time, our energy. Like I totally right want to be like, stop <laughs> talking to Jody or you will never get work done. Like, stop it. No, <laughs> you are so amazing. And I'm so grateful that you showed up and showed all the way out today. Thank you, you are for having such me. A gift. You're amazing. Thanks. <laughs> Balance Bowley listener. Was she not the truth? Like,
like seriously you have to follow her everything you need will be in the show notes so all you have to do is scroll down a little bit you know you guys we talk about this all the time I get lots of emails and DMs like, oh, she was so awesome. I really want to, like, how do I find this Jody Hume person? I'm like, just scroll down. Just scroll. Like, I know that we're so used to these mobile phones. Scroll, scroll. I need us to scroll. We are such brilliant, beautiful people. I want us to scroll. So scroll. Make sure, of course, if you like what you heard, you subscribe, rate, and share. So the other ambitiously bold and brave men and women out there have access to these valuable life, love, and balance business tools because we know that it is pushing you forward. We know that it can unlock and unleash all the things that are bound and wound tight within you that no longer serve you. So make sure you do that. If you have not already, make sure you follow me at Ask Nikita on all the things. I'm everywhere. IG, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. I'm there. Ask Nikita. And we will have fun. Until next time, I want you to continue to go create your balance and create your joy. But remember, do it boldly.